you get Jesus is on the boat. The, um, Baruch Hashem, since, uh, since 1988, I think I could call Rabbi Sachs, my Rebbe, um, a number of years ago, when we learned Mesechus, uh, when I, Rebbe taught, I got as much as I could out of Mesechus Sanhedrin from Rabbi, Rabbi Sachs. Uh, but I've heard Rabbi Sachs, uh, Rebbe, talk a number of times over the years about Hidr Mitzvah. Hidr Mitzvah in the Chafsa, Hidr Mitzvah in the Gavra, is it, is it a din in the, in the uh, does it integrate, is it a separate din? But there's not only Hidr Mitzvah in Mitzvos, in general, the examples that the Gemara gives in Masech Shabbos, but there's Hidr Mitzvah in Talmud Torah as well. And not just in learning Torah, but in teaching Torah. To present Torah in a way that's beautiful, that's, that's packaged, that is, uh, that's delicious for those who are listening to it. Um, not, it's not an unoffen experience that, that I, I listen to Rabbi Sachs' Shiurim and Rabbi Shiurim, and I even, my wife knows, I start tearing because it's just so beautiful. And so, like, I'm like, I'm overcome with, uh, with really with emotion about the, the packaging and the Hidr Mitzvah in the, in the, in the Talmud Torah that Rabbi has. Whether it's uh, now I have the schluss of trying to not only be a Talmud but also sending Talmudim to Rebbe in um, in Landers College in Turo, but um, I continue to learn from Rebbe every single day, and we all have a tremendous schluss to be able to hear words of Torah from Rabbi Sachs uh, today. And by the Shem Hashem should give Rebbe Koach for many, many more decades and years to keep publishing the Svarim and to teaching the Torah uh, for many, many more years. Thank you very, very much, Rabbi Rosner, Rabbi Leibowitz. It's always uh, such a pleasure to be here. It's one of the highlights of the summer, to be able to go from place to place and to give uh, shiurim. Usually I give shiurim to Hasidim during, during the summer. I give a shiur on Shabbos. There are about 500 strimals that are there, and uh, they passed a law that allows me to give the shiur in English, and uh, I do so, and it, it's an incredible experience that you can come from very, very different backgrounds, but the Torah Sashem can really unite and unify Knesset Yisrael in an amazing and amazing way. So Baruch Hashem, it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure to be here, to see that you're spending this summer in a very, very productive way and that you're being Osek the Torah. It's something which is so, so important. You know, the Ben Hazmanim, when you're not in Yeshiva, that really is the test about what it is that drives you, what it is that motivates you, and how devoted you are for Isaac Batora. Follow the example of your wonderful, wonderful Rebbeim. And Bezra Sashem used the summer times to grow continuously in the Torah Sashem. This past Shabbos in Parshas Pinchas, we spoke significantly about various aspects of Karbanos. We don't really have Karbanos Bizman Hazeh, but obviously we have Tfila, Avodah Shabalev, Davin. And it's so important to understand the significance, the impact that tefillah has on every aspect of our life. You know, the fact that sometimes we don't take davening and tefillah so seriously is tragic, but, but this is an old problem. The Gemara writes in Barachas and Davav that there are dvarim ha'omdim berumo shal olam. There are certain institutions that are the most important things in life. Ubnei adam izalzlin bahem. And people don't take it seriously. You don't take seriously the most important things in life. You know, I could have thought of many, many different examples, but when you look in Rashi, in the Sigyan Brachas and Davav, right, Rashi writes one example, tefillah. 
davening. It's impactful. It changes who you are. You know, there is a marsha that writes in Kedushin Dav Chavtes that when you dab for something and it occurs, that's not called an ace. That's not called an ace. That's natural. That's natural. That's how Kedush Baruch Hu created the world. That, you know, naturally speaking, you're cold, you put on a coat, you feel somewhat warm. Naturally speaking, a person has a need and you dab into Kedush Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu hears and he listens and he answers, that is considered to be derech That's not considered to be relying, relying on an ace. Imagine that we have that schus. He can speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and naturally our tefillos indeed are answered. But you know, we don't appreciate it. We don't take it seriously enough. There is a Gemar later in Brachos and Afsama Fez, Rabbi Yossi Barachanina, that tells us something in a very, very different context. And that's regarding Davon HaMelech. The very opening of Malachim Aleph, there the Navi describes that Davra Malach was very, very old and not so unusual at that age. He was very, very cold. And Vayichusu Baba Gadim, they gave him clothing to warm him below Yichamlo. And it didn't have that effect. Imagine you're cold and we give you coat after coat after coat and somehow it doesn't have the natural, the natural result. So the Gemara question is, why would that be? Why would that be that if you put on your down parka that you still feel so cold? The Gemara says something striking because years earlier, years earlier, Davon HaMelech degraded the big day Shaul. He ripped, he tore the Begadim of Shaul. He didn't show prominence, importance, chashivos to a Beged, a Beged. And, and therefore, you know what happens? If you don't show chashivos to a beged, the beged does not provide its natural its natural warmth. That's what the Gemara tells us is causality. That's a cause and effect. If you value a beged, oh, so in such a case, when you wear it, you'll be warmed. And if you don't value the beged, you're going to wear it, and it's not going to be impactful. It's not going to have its natural its natural result. That's something which is stunning. That if something is not taken seriously and it's not valued and it's not cherished, you know what? You're going to compromise its effectiveness. That's true when it comes to begadim, when it comes to clothing, when it comes to garments. I'll tell you, isn't it certainly true when it comes to tefillah, when it comes to davening? You know, a person is somewhat dismissive about, about davening. You know what? Davening is called for this time, but you know what? You'll show up a little bit, a little bit later. And the attention span is, is pretty short. And, and therefore, sometimes in Davin, we don't show the proper, the proper Kavanah So we know what I'll tell you, and I want you to think about it. It's not just a question of whether that's right or that's wrong. That's not right. That's clear. It's not a question of whether it's appropriate or inappropriate. It's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. But I'll tell you beyond that, it's not a question of whether it's appropriate or not. It's going to compromise the impact of your tefillah. If it's something that you don't take seriously, and all of a sudden you're going to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and say that, you know, I'm in need, I'm going to daven for something, realize that if the mindset is this is not important, lo it's not going to be effective. It's not going to have the desired result. It's not just a question of Shulchanach of whether this is right, this is wrong, can I speak during this time, should I not speak during this time, but realize if that's the mindset, you know, there's going to come a time in life where you really need something and, and you really have to daven to Baruch Hu, that that possibly could happen 
And you know what? And all of a sudden you may say that, you know what? Does my tefillah resonate? Is it something that is impactful? Is it meaningful? So you know what I'm going to tell you? That, well, part of it depends on your mindset, your kavanah saleh. But part of it really depends on, up until this point, that how seriously have you, have you taken your tefillah? You know, if it's something that day in and day out you take so seriously, realize that you have the power, you have a tool in order to beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And, and if it's something that when you don't think it's needed, you don't take it seriously, you know what? A rude awakening. When all of a sudden now you feel that it is needed, somehow it doesn't have the same desirous effect. So it's so important to take tefillah seriously. Number one, because it's a mitzvah tefillah. But aside from that, it's because we want our tefillahs to be impactful. We want to know that, you know, we can dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a Shomei tefillah. And the impact of our tefillah is going to be based on the seriousness, the seriousness of how it is that indeed we dive in. It's something always to be mindful of. And when you look, no doubt, throughout Chazal, you find incredible examples of the potency of the koach, the koach of tefillah. You know, one could cite like many, many different examples of the koach of tefillah. But let me give you just a few. You know, when you look, for example, in Parshas Chayisara, that, uh, that indeed is the Haftorah of Dovra Melech, Lo Yichamla. You know, all of a sudden now, it was necessary to find a wife for Yitzchak. And Avram Avinu, right, sends Eliezer, Evra Avram, to find a suitable wife. You know, that could be a very daunting task, you know. Imagine that you're Eliezer Avram, and, and all of a sudden now that you have to find you know, a Rivka. You have to find a wife for Yitzchak. You know, that's a time of real trepidation. But when you look in the Psukim, it doesn't seem to be that hard. You know what? Because one nace after another occurred. It was pretty easy for Eliezer, no? He goes, and all of a sudden he stops. And all of a sudden, that you know what? Rivka appears, and she passes the test. One chesed after another. The water rises, nisim, in order to greet him. You know, it's kind of obvious that this is the suitable choice. Uh, imagine that I give you a challenge, you're nervous about it, and you start on your path, and one nace after another happens. Nace after nace after nace. You know what? Isn't it obvious that this is clearly, clearly, the Ratzon Hashem? Nothing here is natural, okay? So you know what? I think Eliezer could feel secure that, you know what, that things just happen, one nace after another. This was no doubt the appropriate, appropriate choice. And now Eliezer goes back to Yitzchak and now has to tell him about what he experienced. How would you describe that experience? I think, you know what, all of us would have said, well, you know, I, I started on my journey and I experienced one nace after another, after another, after another. I didn't do anything. But you know what, it was so obvious that this was the Hashkach HaSashem. And the Torah describes it in a very unusual way. It's kol That Eliezer tells Yitzhak everything that he did. That he did. That he did. That Eliezer, what did Eliezer do? Like you show up? You show up and all of a sudden things start happening? And the Pasuk attributes everything that happened to Eliezer? I would say Eliezer was in a supporting role. Eliezer was a very minor, minor player. It wasn't like Eliezer did that much. 
You know, Moshe Rabbeinu picks up a matzah, and these things start happening. You know what? This is clearly Ashkach HaSashem. So Rashi just simply writes one word. Yeah, everything that Eliezer did, Rashi writes, Bitfilosa, because Eliezer David. Eliezer realized that, you know what? This could be a difficult path. And what do you do when you face a crossroad in life when, you know, there could be difficulty, there's a challenge. You know what the answer is? Eliezer David. And all of a sudden, Nisim started to occur. And it's something then which is amazing. Now that the Torah attributes all the Nisim to the tefillah of Eliezer. And that was a truthful description. That everything that happened was the result of that which Eliezer did. Because he began with tefillah. You begin with tefillah and all of a sudden, you know what? That you set things into motion. Things start happening. You experience incredible hashkach Hashem. You experience things that we would say are just absolute nisim. This isn't teva, this is miraculous. And I'm going to tell you that no, I'll connect the dots. The tefillah, the davni. And, and therefore, that that's how impactful indeed it is. It's a significant lesson when it comes to the koach, the strength, the energy, the potency of tefillah in and of itself. You know, when you look in Parshas Vayishla, there the Torah lists all of the Shvatim. Every Shevet. Every Shevet. And the Torah tells us, Asher Yulad Lo Bipadan Aram. And every Shevet was born in Padan Aram. You know what the difficulty with that Pasuk is? It wasn't really true of every Shevet. It was true of almost all the Shvatim. It was true out of 11 out of 12. 11 out of 12. But it wasn't true regarding Dinyamin. Binyamin was not born in Padanaram. Binyamin was born in Canaan. So how can the Pasuk say, Asher Aram? It was true not in 12 out of 12, it was true in 11 out of 12. You know what? Maybe that's a good indicator that if something happens in the vast majority of time, 11 out of 12, you know what I could say? That's the rule. That's the norm. It doesn't have to be every case, but you know, those are good odds. 11 out of 12. You know who writes that, the Ramban? The Ramban writes that Allah Torah, and the Ramban writes that in Sefer Mitzvahs and Shorash Risham. Because the Rambam is bothered. We know that there's 613 Mitzvahs. And the Bahad counts certain Dinim Drabanan in Tariyag Mitzvahs. So the Rambam writes, how can you include a handful of Dinim Drabanan in 613 Mitzvahs? So you know what the Ramban writes? It's a handful. It's a handful. There's 613 mitzvahs, and there are a handful of mitzvahs drabanan. So it's appropriate to say that these mitzvahs were given to Moshe Misenai, even though there were a handful of exceptions. And, and you know what Raya the Rabban brings? Asher Yulo lo Aram. That's what the Ramban writes. Because the Torah says the Shvatim were born in Padanaram. And that was not true of Binyamin. But you know what? Those odds are pretty good. That's the Ramban's Raya to answer the Kasha of the Rambam. Wow, that's uh, pretty fascinating. Take a look at the Chizkuni and that Pasuk in Bresha Slamadeh. The Chizkuni writes the following. Wow. Yosef was born in Padanaram. Yosef was born in Padanaram. No? And why was Yosef given that name? No? Because of the tefillah of Rachlimina. Wow, that's the Cheskuni writes. Yosef Hashem Li Ben Acher. The moment that Yosef was born, Rachel Davin for another child. 
And that tefillah was accepted. So the Chizkuni writes 12 out of 12. 12 out of 12. That is the Makom Leda of Binyamin. Physically, he was born in Canaan. That's true, but he was conceived. Conceived tefillah, tefillah. The Makom, the Makom HaTfilah. That's what the Chizkuni writes. Gracious Lamed Hay. That's the Koach HaTfilah. That is the Makom HaLeda. That is the Makom Hanes. That's something that's pretty incredible. Not 11 out of 12. 12 out of 12. Yidavin and HaKadosh Baruch Hu determines that yes, HaTfilah is going to be fulfilled. Guess what? Yes, Binyamin, where he was born. You know what I'll tell you? In Padanaram. And I'll tell you the following. I think this is a Mishnah. I think this is a sugya and brachas and You know what? Ooh, you tour. You tour the world. You tour Eretz Yisrael. And, and you see certain areas that our forefathers experienced nisim. You're obligated to recite a bracha. Shasam nisim So take a look at the Mishnah, the price of the sugya. List different cases. You know what one of those cases is? Even sheyashav alei You know, during Melchem HaSamalek and Parshas Peshalach, that's where Moshe Rabbeinu sat. You see that rock where Moshe Rabbeinu sat? That's where you recite a bracha of Shosli Neis, You know what's so surprising? <laughs> that wasn't the battlefield. That wasn't the battlefield of Mechalim Samalek. That's where Moshe Rabbeinu sat. But you know what? Targum, no? That's where Moshe Rabbeinu davened for Yeshua Yisrael. That is the Makam Hanes. You see the Makam Hatfila. That is the Makam Hanes. I think that's something that's revealing, revealing. You know, not to belittle in any shape or form what happens in a battlefield, but you know, you and all of a sudden you see Yeshua. Recognize that the catalyst is the Makam Hatfila. And that is the place. That is the place of the Nes. I'll tell you, that's the Chizkuni. Yosef Eshenli ben Acher. That was the Makam Leida. Makam Leida of Binyamin. You know, there's a Rashi in the very end of Parshas Hazina. Where Rashi tells us, when you look through Chumash, you find that the Torah often uses the term of Be'etzam Hayomazen. That something happened in the midst of the day. It, it didn't happen in a hidden covert way at night. But it happened right, in the clarity of the day. Le'ene hakol, that everyone could see that it happened. And, and Rashi writes that, you know what, there's a common link in all of those cases. All those cases were something that, you know what, that people questioned whether indeed this could ever happen. People thought that they could prevent this from happening. And in order to demonstrate the strength of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to demonstrate Gvura Hashem, Kaddish Baruch Hu says, this is what's going to happen. And it's not going to happen in a hidden, covert way in the middle of the night. This is going to happen in broad daylight. In broad daylight. Oh, Sirashi writes the following. Noah is building a teva. Noah is building a teva. And, and imagine the people around him. But you think you're building a teva. And if indeed there is a mabo, we're all going to be killed and you're going to be saved. You know what? We're going to restrain you. We're going to smash the teva. We're going to see it that you never enter this teva. You're working like over a century to build a teva. And everybody around you says that you know what's going to happen. That you know, if it's necessary, it's not going to happen. We're going to smash. You know what you would think? That maybe Noah would somehow in the middle of the night escape secretly to the teva. No, the Torah describes 
Noach enters Be'etzem Hayom You think somehow that you can outsmart the Gzeres Hashem? I'm going to show you Be'etzem Hayom You're going to be powerless and Noach is going to go. I understand. Rashi writes the same thing happened when it comes to the Mitzrayim. The Mitzrayim. That you know what? You think that you're going to simply walk out of Mitzrayim. No Evet ever escaped Mitzrayim. And you think that you're going to be able to leave en masse all of Knesset Yisrael. So you know what? We're going to prevent that from happening. Very reasonable. Very rational. You know what? Bnei Yisrael didn't sneak out of Mitzrayim. They left Be'etzem Yemazeh. Kadosh Baruch Hu says, you're going to leave. You're going to leave in this miraculous way. Be'etzem Yemazeh. When it comes, for example, even to the meal of Avram Avinu. Interesting, Rashi doesn't quote that example. But Be'etzem Yemazeh. The scoffers around him. We're not going to allow you to fulfill the Tzivuy Hashem. You know what? Avram did so in their face. Be'etzem Yemazeh. And the last example, that's that Rashi and Hazinu, is Moshe Rabbi. You know what? Kaddish Baruch Hu says the Gzeres Hashem is Moshe Rabbi and he was not going to go into Eretz Israel. Moshe Rabbi is going to leave us in the Midbar. In the Midbar. And you know what? Misas Moshe was Be'etzem Hayomazem. Be'etzem Baruch Hu says, I'll demonstrate Gvura. This is going to happen. Be'etzem Hayomazem. I'll tell you, every example makes sense, but not the last one. Not the last one. You know what? Tevas Noah. The thinking of the people around Noah, that they could restrain Noah, they could prevent him from entering a table. They could take sledgehammers and they could break and smash the table. That's pretty reasonable. No? You're building something, and people who want to destroy that which you have created, they will smash, they will break, they will restrain. It's reasonable to think that they could have prevented Noah from entering the Teva. The fact that it didn't happen, ooh, that's an example of Gvura. Mitzrayim was fortified. No Evet ever escaped. We know how to prevent people from fleeing, from running, from escaping. The whole nation is going to leave. It's reasonable to assume that, you know what, that's something that I could prevent. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu showed us the Gvura Sashem that we were paralyzed, we were powerless, we couldn't do it. The Misa of Moshe The Misa of Moshe That's something you really think that you could have prevented? You, you could have prevented? <clears throat> Moshe Rabbein is told that he is going to die in the Midbar, that enter Eretz Yisrael. Reasonably, that's something that fits that model. Well, that's something that rationally I could prevent. I could prevent. And the fact that it happened is Betzem Yemazeh, that's absolute gvura. Why would one think that that's something they could control at all? You know, I can control the viability of a teva. Maybe I can secure an area that no one leaves. Maybe I can restrain Avram Avinu and see to it that he doesn't perform a mitzvah bismila. But is it so obvious that we could prevent the Misa Moshe Rabbeinu? You know what they say in the name of the brisker of, uh, you know, a brisker teretz. No. The Pasuk says, Umus Bahar. <laughs> yeah, the Torah says, where Moshe Rabbeinu is going to die. I can't prevent the Misa Moshe Rabbeinu, but I can restrain Moshe Rabbeinu that, you know, he doesn't enter that area where the Torah says that that will be his last experience in this world. Okay, okay. But you know what? In the Pirish of Be'er Hasada, this is also quoted in the name of Chaim Shmulevitz, that now, 
You know what the answer is? Today's sikha, no? One word. Tefillah. Tefillah. Davin. You know what? That you daven for something earnestly. Klal Yisrael davens for something sincerely. That, that's natural. That's derech You know what? When Klal Yisrael said, we're going to prevent this from happening. You know what? They really were empowered. Because just like you can take a sledgehammer and you can break a teva, you know what? You can equip yourself with a koach hatfila to absolutely smash Xeris Hashem. And therefore, we are empowered. We are enabled. We are entitled to the privilege, the privilege of tefillah. And you know what? That yeah, if that didn't happen, you know what? That's gvura. It's gvura betzimimazeh to see to it that something that naturally could occur does not. Because that's the exception to an incredible rule that realize how empowered we are in terms of the koach, the substance, the importance, the significance, the primacy of tefillah. That's an opportunity that we have that you can't, you can't take for granted. Everything in life requires a measure of effort, hishtadlus. A person in this world has to be mishtadel. If a person just sits back and you want something to happen, you know what? Effortlessly, effortlessly. No important thing in life will ever occur without, without effort. You have to invest. You have to invest. But you know what? Your investment in any person, the person really wants to grow and learn, you have to invest. You can't sit back passively. A person has to actively involve himself in, but one thing is clear. Nothing is going to happen without feeling. Without feeling. If a person in life is only mishtadel, and you're not mispalel, you put every ounce of effort into something. But, but you know what? But you don't recognize that it's not up to me. Everything is a result of Hashkoch HaSashem. The Gemara Nidan Dafayim. Habla Sagi. That you have to position yourself, but you have to daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Positioning is very important, but you know what? It's not going to get you there. It's not going to get you there. That's step one. But step two, to everything of value in life, means that you recognize that I have a mission, I have a place, I have to walk the walk, this is what I have to do, this is what Eliezer did, that's clear, but you know what, that ultimately it's a result of Hashgach HaSashem. You know, it's an important lesson, whatever it is, whether it's learning, whether it's Parnassah, whether it's recognize that all you're doing is a step, and you look to HaKadosh Baruch You know, a person thinks they'll cut corners in their livelihood, you know, they'll kind of bend the truth. Their parnasim won't be squeaky clean, but I'll be able to get by. I'll get an upper hand, an upper hand, by, you know what, by fudging. You know what, it's a chisarn in amuna. Our amuna is, is that what we do in life simply is that we position ourselves. And yidavan talkarash baruch for siyat So that's something which is so, so important. You know, like we very often emphasize, you know, in terms of archinoch and yeshivas, the importance of and learning, which unquestionably, unquestionably is paramount. But somehow we don't give enough chashivas to davening itself. We don't realize, <laughs> that's again, in brachos navav, it's dvarim ha'omdim rumo That is what makes things happen. Right? And that's what you have to position yourself. 
You know what positioning means? Is that you're here every day before davening starts. Not, not so easy, but you know what? You see to it, you're here every day before davening, davening starts. To all the counselors that are here, it goes without saying, no, that you're paid to be an example. No, you have to be here before davening starts. No, it's filling off after davening is over. Now you have to realize that this is it, this is real. You know, that the koach feel is something that's going to impact on everything and everything that I do. You know, these examples are not just the yot simena cloud, but simply allow cloud koyasa to recognize that how important, how significant every aspect of Oras Hashem is, but especially, especially koach It's something that, unfortunately, we, we take lightly. But literally, it's Dvarama Ondim Rumo Shalom. So something I want you to, to think about and to consider. Very, very important. And you know that the learning is important. And obviously, Shmir Samitzvah are paramount. That certainly is true. But realize not just the mitzvah of tefillah, but the privilege that we have. That this is our tool. This is our weapon. This is Derech HaTeva. And Be'ezras Hashem HaKadosh Baruch should give you. That Siyat HaDashmai to succeed in every aspect of life. Your Mishtadel. Exert every effort, but above and beyond. The Mispalo that Akadosh Baruch Hu should be that Shomeya Tfila, he should answer our Tfilos, and that should transform. That's something that should inform every aspect of our Avodah session. Right, right, right. And the Rashi, Rabbi didn't always say the Chosa Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was a Hosea. Yeah, yeah.